Salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commish. And I want to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. As we get close to the midnight hour, I want to talk about OBJ. OBJ is trying to find a new home. He came back to the Giants. Shout out to the Giants. He came back to where he used to roam, right there in East Rutherford. They had a MetLife Stadium. He went to visit the Giants. He's going to visit the Buffalo Bills there in Orchard Park. Shout out to them peoples out there, Bills Mafia there in Orchard Park, New York. He is or has been to Dallas to see Jerry Jones, the Dallas Cowboys there in Dallas, AT&T Stadium. Shout out to those guys. Everybody's making a fuss about Odell Beckham Jr. The question the commission has to ask you guys is why him? And why now? Does anybody right now feel as though Odell Beckham Jr. is going to improve that team? Can anybody confidently say that Odell Beckham Jr. is the reason why this team could be a lot better in the postseason? Because if you ask the commission tonight, it's the reason why he's not playing right now. It's been large part because he cannot play on a team long enough due to his health. It's his health that we're concerned about right now. It's not so much the player. It's not so much his personality. He's not like Terrell Owens where he really feels as though he has to have the ball 100% of the time. He's not of that magnitude. At least I don't believe so. He doesn't come off half-cocked. He doesn't come off so arrogant that he's always calling for the ball. Most defense, I'm, I'm sorry, most receivers would feel as though they want the ball a high percentage of the time. You ask any receiver on any team, that's what they want. Everybody wants to be number one. Everybody wants to have a touchdown or two. With OBJ, and where he is right now, he's been there, done that. He just wants a team to believe in him. He wants a team to go out there, invest high top dollar on this man, even if it's just for five or six games this season. Because he knows in the back of his mind what type of asset he is. That the investment is well worth what you're putting in to get out the best of an Odell Beckham Jr. And I got to believe for the sake of arguing, he might have a reason to go out there and tell these people just exactly who he is. But if you followed Odell Beckham Jr. to this point, if you followed OBJ to this point, we already know what type of player he is. He is electrifying. He is mesmerizing. He's he's polarizing. At least he was. Once upon a time, he was. He may not show those same athletic uh, plays, catches like he used to do. But I got to believe if there's a team that has the right fit, the right quarterback, the right offense, the OBJ can be that type of man again. But again, we're still talking about his health. We're still talking about his knees, the knee we're concerned about. Why spend so much money on this man if he's only going to give you but a few games this season? It's still the fact that he is not trustworthy. Not because of the player, but because of his health. 
OBJ said he wouldn't mind signing with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, that's so easy to say, knowing that this team has a chance to go into the playoffs and has the potential to go far. Even though if you ask the commission tonight, the answer still be no, because I know that the Dallas Cowboys are good for being great during the regular season and then a bust in the postseason. Will OBJ be that type of guy to give them new light in the postseason? And emphatically, I say no. And it's not because of the fact that he's not a good football player. It has nothing to do with the fact that he can't make those outstanding catches. That he can light up the room. That he can make some of the best plays of all time. It's the fact that he's not healthy. He is not a healthy football player. He may never be a healthy football player again. Not throwing shade on this man, but let's call for what it is. He hasn't played a snap of football this season. Why? Because these teams, all 32 teams, realize how much of a detriment he can be to sign with a team and be done during the season because of injury. It could be the knee. It could be a lot of things. But why would we invest that much in this man? We don't need him. The teams that need him are the teams that are fighting to get a spot into the playoffs. These are the teams that should be knocking on his door right now. Seattle, you might want to knock on his door. San Fran, I understand you're top of the division, but hey, we still got about five games left. You may want to knock on his door. Now, you know, I would say the Giants should knock on his door again. But I don't know if there was bad blood between them. I don't know if it was anything personal between the two between the two parties with OBJ and, and the Maras and the Tishes to say, well, we want him to come back to the Giants because they know what type of head case he was. Now, Eli Mann is not there anymore. So that might have something to do with it. But why would they turn around and bring this man back to the organization that they got they were the ones that got rid of him? They don't need him there. Dallas could use him, sure. But Dallas right now, Dallas right now is a team that has already crystallized on offense. They already have the pieces that they need to be effective. They got the running game Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott when he's healthy. And they've got a fairly decent, fairly decent receiving core. I like Gallup. I always like Gallup. CeeDee Lamb is probably a compliment of Gallup right now. They've got tight ends that catch the ball. So for where Dallas is right now, they don't need OBJ. Buffalo Bills can use him? Yeah, probably. I'm sure Stephon Diggs couldn't wouldn't mind having OBJ there. Gabe Davis wouldn't mind him there. Dawson Knox and a whole lot of other dudes. But I... I'm still shell-shocked by this because why are we even giving this man a thought? Knowing that he's not healthy enough to play, let's just say five games of football. He comes back to play. The next four or five games of the regular season would be his preseason. So by the time we're talking about the playoffs, one or two things could happen. One, the team could miss the playoffs and not use OBJ anymore. Or two, they make the playoffs by the skin of their teeth, and now they got to play one of the top teams in the conference, in the playoffs, on the road. Does that benefit OBJ? Does that benefit the team that signs OBJ? 
This is the reason why he's not on the team. And this is the reason why no one will sign him. If they do sign him, it wouldn't be a shock. It could just be out of desperation. Because there's other receivers on that team that may be banged up. Kansas City should be knocking at his door. Because of the fact that they have receivers now that are banged up and may not be able to play either the remainder of the season or may have to hold out on IR until they hit the postseason. Odell Beckham Jr. could work wonders for the Kansas City Chiefs. They could work, he could work wonders for the, the Tennessee Titans. He could work wonders for the Cincinnati Bengals. He could work wonders for a number of teams in the AFC as much as he could the NFC. And I gotta believe the talent right now this year seems to be in favor of the AFC. But it's still the point, if we gone this long without OBJ, do we really need him now? And this has to be the question that a lot of teams are asking themselves. Why take the time out to do something with him now? So says the committee. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I'm looking at the schedule. There's about five games left, which hurts my heart. (laughs) I don't want the NFL season to end. Let me just tell you this again. I love the NFL. I think highly of the NFL. Even with all the flaws that comes with it, I am still the biggest fan of the NFL. I'm a bigger fan of the quarterbacks that have made a name for themselves, namely the black quarterbacks. Shout out to all the black quarterbacks that many people wrote off. Many people wrote off. They didn't think that Geno Smith would be a, a successful quarterback this season. Nobody thought Jacoby Brissett would be a successful quarterback this season. I don't think a lot of people put a lot of stock in Tua Tungle-Vailoa this season. I don't think a lot of people put a lot of stock in Jalen Hurts this season. I'm naming these names because if you look at what they've done thus far this season, it is anything less terrible. It is amazing. It is excellent to see how well these brothers are playing football on teams that whether they had the opportunity to play with them last year or not, their completion percentages are high. Passing yardage is high. The success of these teams are probably high. Geno Smith is in the top 10, is in the hunt for the MVP candidacy. Why not? Why not? Why can't we talk about Geno Smith? Considering what they did with Russell Wilson, letting him go, they were confident, put all their eggs in the basket for Geno Smith to be the man to take them far. And lo and behold, they are a game behind the Washington Commanders for the last spot for the playoffs. And we're talking about five or six games left in the season. It's still wide open what these teams can do, but it helps that you have a Geno Smith on a Seattle Seahawks team that really thought that Drew Locke was going to be the man. They went out and traded for Drew Locke. Now, if you want to think back in the time, maybe 10 or 12 seasons ago, let's say 10 seasons ago, when they selected Russell Wilson in the draft third round, 
How much money did he invest in that quarterback then before Russell Wilson took that position? And the name escapes me. So you fans in Seattle know exactly who I'm talking about. They brought this quarterback over, gave him a boatload of money, thought he was going to be the starting quarterback. Some dude named Russell Wilson gets drafted in the third round. He goes out there and impresses Pete Carroll, and the rest is history. The rest is history. Looking at what Russell Wilson did with that team, taking that team to not one but two Super Bowls. Who would have thought a third rounder would do that? When's the last time a third rounder took any team to the Super Bowl? I'm just saying, I'm not going to go down that road. I couldn't tell you right now. But I got to believe it's been a while if you're talking about the fact that Tom Brady was in the sixth round and won six rings with the New England Patriots. It's just the fact that when you see a player, namely a quarterback, get selected, anywhere past the second round and they make that much of an impact on a team that you start that player for the duration of time that they've been there on that team which has been 10 seasons and you take that team to the playoffs and you take that team to the Super Bowl you are special you are a unique talent you are a person that is irreplaceable I mean that's what we think about Aaron Rodgers first round talent Dropped in the first round to Green Bay, even though they had Brett Favre. And we can't say anything bad about this man, even though they're having a horrible season this year. We still think the world of Aaron Rodgers and what he could do with this team. Even now, people still think that they have a shot to go in the playoffs. Hilarious. But that's the type of person we're talking about with Aaron Rodgers. The Seattle Seahawks lost that in Russell Wilson. And I'm going to talk about him in a few minutes. But they started Geno Smith. And as of right now, Geno Smith has the highest completion percentage in the NFL. Right now, he sits sixth in the ratings of quarterbacks in passing yards. A little over 2,800 thus far. He could well break 3,000 yards, which he will. He's going to break 3,000 yards passing with a high completion percentage rate. That is incredible. Who would have thought that about Geno Smith? Look at Jacoby Brissett. This man is playing for Deshaun Watson. We already know that he's not the starting quarterback. But look what he's doing with this Cleveland Browns team. Yes, they're struggling right now. But that's not only that's not all on Jacoby Brissett. He has a completion percentage of 64%, which is great. It's great. Aaron Rodgers won MVP honors, and his completion percentage was about 67%. Jacoby Brissett is not too far off from that. Now, of course, he's not the starting quarterback for the Browns. But what I'm doing, I'm, I'm giving these guys some love because if this season ends today for them, if it ends on Sunday, they become an afterthought. If Geno Smith never takes a snap again as a starter for the Seattle Seahawks, what are we going to think about this man? Why can't we place this guy on a pedestal? Why can't we acknowledge the fact that he is one of the top quarterbacks right now in the NFL? 
because after the season passes, whether they go to the Super Bowl or not, we know he may not start next season. Jacoby Brissett probably won't start next season, given that Deshaun Watson ain't hurt. But these are the guys that need that recognition. They deserve that recognition for what they've done thus far this season. Because I don't think they're going to get that again. Once the time comes to move on from Geno Smith, to move on from Jacoby Brissett. And I got to believe when Deshaun Watson goes out there and plays football, be it this season or next season, who's to say if Jacoby Brissett will still be on the Cleveland Browns team? But he's proven to me that he can still play in the NFL. Geno Smith has proven to me that he can still play in the NFL. At some point, Russell Wilson will wake up. He'll get a jolt of lightning through him, and he's going to play well in the NFL again. And I'm going to segue into Russell Wilson because I saw how things were on the sideline this past weekend, and I don't like it. I don't like how you have teammates teaming up on Russell Wilson, as if Russell Wilson has done anything wrong to them. He's trying to win games like you guys are. Why are you up in his face? If it was Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, you wouldn't have done that to him. Where is the respect for Russell Wilson? That's my question today. Where is, where is the respect for Russell Wilson? Man wins a championship ring, Super Bowl ring with the Seahawks, doesn't matter. He goes to Denver, gets all this money, sitting on a boatload of cash, doesn't matter. Takes on a new coach, coming over from Green Bay, that's supposed to be the second coming to Bill Walsh, doesn't matter. This team is a dumpster fire, and we're blaming Russell Wilson for it. Now, let me just say this, in defense of John Elway and that Denver Broncos team. Not that they need it from me, but yeah, maybe Russell Wilson's not playing the best football this season. Were we expecting him to? His first time around with the Denver Broncos, did we expect him to go out there and light up the field? Do we think he was going to be as polarizing at Denver as he was in Seattle? Let's be realistic, people. Let's call for what it is. Mile High Stadium is still Mile High Stadium. There's things you need to adjust to just on a physical nature so that you can play football there in Denver. It is no easy task. Ask Peyton Manning. At some point, he understood what he had to do to play on that team, and he found a way to win, and they won a ring. This is the same thing with Russell Wilson. Slightly different. He's not as tall as Peyton Manning. He may not be as talented as Peyton Manning, but you know what? He can still go out there and win games. It's just the fact he has to adjust to this team. He's got to adjust to the playbook. He's got to adjust to Hackett's whole way of playing football. He's got to. It's different. This is a different breed of animal. This is not the same thing in Seattle. Let's stop comparing him to what he did in Seattle. It's not the same. Offensive line is not the same. The running game is nowhere even close to the same as it was in Seattle. Maybe it's an improvement this year based on what was going on last year in Seattle. But are we going to compare Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams to Marshawn Lynch? What? Are we going to compare the Legion of Boom to this Denver defense that is actually having a very stellar year, might I add? They've been playing lights out defense, but come on. This team 
can't put up more than 14 points a game. So as much as the defense is doing their job, offense may not be able to come through, but we don't yell at Russell Wilson because of that. Give the man a break. He understands he's got to do something to win for this team. He's won before. He has the ring that you guys are trying to get, might I add. He already has a ring. You guys want that. And best believe, he wants that too. But it's not going to come overnight. And it's definitely not going to come this season. What did Philly say? The Sixers organization say, trust the process. I think we have to give Hackett his due. And trust the process. We got to give Russell Wilson his due. And trust the process. Because when it's all said and done, that's all we have left to do is to think that Russell Wilson would turn things around with his receivers and Sutton and Judy and Ham and others to go out there and be successful. They didn't do it this year, but that's not to say they won't do it. Give Russell Wilson a break. At some point, Russ will cook in Denver. Best believe. I see that coming. So says the commission. Listen to the Kneel Down podcast. I am the commission. NFC East. Yes, the division of the NFC East that consists of the top team in football right now, the Philadelphia Eagles. The second best team in the division, the Dallas Cowboys. Third best team in the division, New York Giants. Fourth best team, last place. Last place team in the division, Washington Commanders. Would you believe all four teams right now are over 500 for the season? What does that mean? I'm going to tell you what that means. If you add up the wins that they all successfully have earned thus far in the season with these teams, on average, they've won over 70% of their games, which is the best as far as winning percentages go in a division. And it's the same division that a lot of people put down not too long ago to say that they're the weakest division in football. Oh, are they really? Are they that weak? What makes them weak? The fact that they didn't have a good team around them, that they didn't have a good coach around them, that you just wanted to anoint Dallas because they were the best talented team in the NFC East. Pump the brakes. Slow down. Eagles look a lot more talented than Dallas. Do we want to give the Eagles their due? No, but the commission will. Shout out to the city of Brooklyn again, because what I tell you is this. I didn't think Jalen Hurts was going to be as good as he is. I didn't think the running game was going to be established this year to be as good as it is. I didn't think the receiving core with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard was going to be as good as they are. Defense playing pretty good. Even in the last few games, they've been suspect, but that can change. They're doing their best to change that as we speak. That team could win the next several games going into the playoffs and not miss a beat. All roads would have to go through Philly at some point until they get to the Super Bowl, which is a far cry from where they were last year when they just made the playoffs. Let's call it for what it is. Four great teams in a division. And it's not the NFC West. And it's not the AFC North. And it's not the AFC West. We've got four teams 
that are over 500 that have winning records thus far. And all four teams at this point currently would be in the playoffs today if it ended today. How many other divisions could say that? How many other teams could say that they could say that their team, that that division is in the playoffs? That is remarkable, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to see that anytime soon. And if they continue to win, which may not be the case when you're talking about division play, but if they continue to win and stay on point, there's a possibility that if not four out of four teams in that division go to the playoffs, but at least three or four, we got to figure out which team may not make the division. I mean, I'm sorry. We got to think of what team may not make the playoffs. But that's a fun argument. That's fun. Because now what we're saying is the NFC East might have been a great division all along. We just didn't want to give them their due because of the fact they've lost so many games over the last few years. But that happens if you don't have a good offense. That happens if you don't have a good coach. Some things just have to be before we can anoint them. Great. And for what we see of Dallas and New York and Washington, who would have thought those teams would be the last three teams earning a position right now to be in the playoffs. It could work. A lot of things would have to happen. But I would love to see if we had all four teams from the same division go into the playoffs. What can you say then? What would be the narrative then about that division, the NFC East? Because right now, outside of what you want to give credit for, we're not giving credit to the fact that these four teams right now sit pretty as they go forward at a chance to go into the playoffs. Gotta see how that unfolds. So says the commission. You've been listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I want to thank all those again for listening to the show. It means that much to me. It really does. Hope you guys can continue to listen to my show on weekends. I try to do a little NBA talk as well. I got something special for you guys when the time comes. I hope you listen into that as well because it's it's, it's going to make you think. I try to give you shows that will make you think, and maybe this show on Sunday will make you think. I'm not going to spoil. I'll leave it at that. But I want to thank you guys again for listening to the show. I'm ended on that because I got some time to just let it go. Plus, it's getting past midnight, so. <laughs> Getting tired. Time to get some sleep. With that being said, I'm going to say peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. Enjoy the weekend while you can.